Assalamu alaikum. Peace be upon you. It is natural for us to question at some point our faith. But even though doubts are initially expected and understandable, continuous doubt in faith is a sign of one of two things. The faith itself is in fact doubtful, or we have little or even no understanding of the faith. And we cannot judge our faith to be doubtful unless we first make sure we understand it. For how can you be sure that a faith is wrong unless you first fully comprehend it? People usually get to believe in what they believe in in one of several ways. They could be raised in a certain way, and at some point they might start to think and question that faith, or they might just keep living their lives following the same belief without ever bothering with any of the questions. Some might have simply come across that faith in one way or another, and if that faith was true and they were humble enough, they would be able to see the truth after some reflection and they would stick to what they find. The belief of this group is stronger than that of the previous one. Others might be seeking the truth. Events in their life pushed them to do that or they simply never had satisfying answers to questions every person should have regarding this life, such as, how did we get here? What are we doing here? People that start this initiative of searching for the truth and are willing to accept it no matter what, those people have usually the strongest of faith. Notice that humbleness is a key to finding true faith. When we read the book of God and read about the stories of the prophets, we forget that those stories are mentioned only because they are still relevant to us today and will be relevant to us until the day of judgment. The stories that God picked from among the millions of stories he could have picked from of the past were not picked randomly. Take, for instance, the miracles that God gave Moses to convince his people of the truth of his message. From the stick turning to a serpent, to the locusts, the blood, and others, including the splitting of the sea, each miracle is by itself astounding enough. And yet, Pharaoh and his people saw so many of them and kept disbelieving. Sometimes we think that if we were there, we would have definitely believed. That's a wrong assumption. The whole point of the story was to let us know that the miracle had no effect on people with arrogance. Some of the children of Israel believed, even without seeing any of the miracles, while Pharaoh and his soldiers did not believe even after experiencing all of them. And no wonder that the Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessings be upon him, says, 
that no one with a grain of arrogance shall enter paradise. Someone who's arrogant cannot simply see the truth. Finding the truth doesn't mean we won't have doubts about it in the initial phase. Certainty is something else that is attained with time. When reflection is made regarding the words of God in the Quran. Reflection concerning our mortality and death. Reflection concerning our creation and the creation of the heavens and the earth. And reflection concerning the messages, lessons and wisdoms in the words of God. While reflecting, we should start being more aware of the blessings and bounties of God that are poured upon us. Blessings that we've taken for granted. The ability to see, the eyes, our ears, our health, thinking how much we have compared to so many others. The houses, the cars, the family, the friends, the luxury of owning a phone, having drinkable water, the great blessing of hot showers, of tasting food, of having loved or of being loved. All of these blessings and a lot more have always been there for us, but we never noticed them. We thought we're entitled to them. We're not entitled to them. We're not entitled to anything. We should thank God and praise Him for all the things that we have. Those we are aware of and the many others that we aren't aware of. Alhamdulillah. Praise be to God. We declare the greatness of our Lord, His perfection, His beauty, greatness and majesty and thank Him for His generosity. That's what the Qur'an starts with. Alhamdulillah. That was also the first statement our father Adam said after he was created. Alhamdulillah. All praises and thanks are to Allah. This hamd, this praise and thanking, should be accompanied by self-awareness. Gratefulness cannot be truthful or efficient and won't make a difference in our lives unless we are aware of what we are actually saying and meaning it from the bottom of our hearts. When we are self-aware, the words we say actually mean something and will reinforce our iman, our faith, and will keep us aware of our purpose so we don't get sidetracked. And to keep a good level of self-awareness, we need to take breaks from our environment. We need some time alone. And when I say alone, I mean without anyone around nor any phones around. Breaks are essential to tune out the loud noise mutilating our truth, to know ourselves and what we want to accomplish in our lives. 
They also allow us to perform important activities, reviewing oneself, holding oneself accountable, establishing plans for embetterment and reflection. Sit down with a pen and write down thoughts. This is a great habit to get into. These steps have to be regularly taken by us in order to stay on track with a good level of certainty. One secret ingredient propels a slave towards his creator, his dire need for him. When a slave truly feels worthless and helpless, he will call upon the all-powerful, the one who's in control. This call is of great sincerity that it will make him feel the closeness of his creator and also elevate the status of his dua, the status of his supplication, so that it is accepted. Compared to a dua, a supplication done in a nonchalant way with no emotions or passion. This secret occurs naturally when we're in trouble by the mercy of Allah. Even disbelievers call upon him when they face calamities. The question is how to keep that feeling with us even when we're at time of ease. They say you don't know what you have until it's gone. We don't appreciate things until we lose them. Even though that is how most people start appreciating things, the truth could not be further. Wise people learn from observing others. Others who lost things and others who simply have less than them. People of lower economic status, people who suffer from hunger, from sickness, people like our brothers and sisters in Syria, Iraq, Yemen, Myanmar. Look at us and look at them. But also look at the people who have fallen into misguidance and appreciate the light that you're walking with. We already know that Allah established a law. That law says, And if you are grateful, I will indeed increase you. Subhanallah. May Allah be exalted. Instead of waiting until we lose something to appreciate it, we should be looking for appreciating what we already have so that we don't lose it. We're doing things completely backwards. And notice that Allah didn't say, thank me and I will maintain the bounties for you. No, the all generous says, he will increase. We will have more of it. If we had certainty in the promise of Allah, even our eyesights will get stronger when we get older, if we were truly grateful for them. That gratitude, of course, has to be shown in both verbal and action form, using them to look at only what is pleasing to Him. So thank Allah for the guidance. 
And keep asking for that guidance in your prayer. Because we need guidance in every little thing that we do in our lives. That's why we keep repeating Surah Al-Fatiha 17 times a day. We simply can't afford being left on our own for a blink of an eye. In short, let's be humble and grateful. And let us make some time to review ourselves and reflect for a few minutes just before sleep every night. And let's finish it off by asking the All-Merciful for forgiveness. That way, if our souls leave our bodies during the night, they will meet their Lord pure of sin. <laughs>